Download with DP, a weekly podcast talking about high school and college sports right here in Central Illinois. I'll discuss what I saw in the past week, what's coming up on Channel 1450, and what we're looking forward to. Episode 27, what day is it? I really have no idea. This week is flying by because when you're in the gym for 14 hours a day for a few days straight, you don't know what time it is, what day it is, or anything that's happening outside of basketball. We are straight up in the thick of the busiest week of the basketball season for us. We did 12 highlights on Monday. We did 13 highlights on Tuesday. And we did at least 10 on Wednesday. I think a few more. And we have a few more in store for Thursday and Friday. Don't forget about wrestling though. Starting Thursday morning, 9 a.m. It's Abe's Rumble at the BOS Center. Thursday and Friday, the nation's largest team duel wrestling tourney is right here in Springfield. Take some time to go check out some great wrestling from our local teams, Auburn, Porta, and SHG. More on that in a minute, but I will say Porta and SHG start at 9 a.m., so make sure you get there, and then Auburn starts about 2 on Thursday. Now, let's talk about what I saw this week so far. I was at Waverly Monday and Tuesday, and starting Wednesday. Sometimes people ask me why. Why do we cover a small school tournament so extensively? If you've never been there, you wouldn't understand. Also, the small schools appreciate our coverage way more. The schools, the communities, the players, the coaches, everybody shares our stuff when we cover them. Some schools have gotten rather spoiled and just expect it. At the Waverly Tournament, these schools get covered in a way they appreciate and they love. The 72nd annual Waverly Holiday Tournament is underway and there's just something special about what happens when you walk into that gym. Eight games on Monday, eight games on Tuesday. And as we prepare for the championship on Thursday night, there isn't a single person on these 16 teams or in these communities that doesn't want to be in that gym on Thursday night at 6.15. The court, the atmosphere, the basketball is just special. Huge shout out to Emily Copeland and her family for running the hospitality room and taking care of everyone all week. There is no one better, no hospitality room better, And that makes it even better when you're spending 14 hours a day in a gym. On Wednesday, I got to see New Berlin and Triopia in the semifinal before heading over to Williamsville for a couple quarterfinals. The semifinal between the Pretzels and the Trojans at Waverly perfectly captures everything I just said about the Waverly tournament and everything I will say. It's 2 p.m. on a Wednesday afternoon and you have to park a half a mile away to get a spot. You probably have to stand to watch if you got there 15 minutes before the game and if you do have a seat it's cramped and you probably have somebody yelling in your ear for most of the game oh and did i mention both teams playing their hearts out both coaches doing all that they can the cheerleaders yelling as loud as they can small school basketball is alive and well the pretzels find a way to win and they'll get a rematch with route on thursday night in the championship those two met the first week of the season in the pretzel dome and new berlin wins it by one in overtime Two top teams in 1A in a place that's absolutely perfect for this type of game. Got to see a couple great games at Williamsville as well on Wednesday. The Porta Blue Jays can't quite keep up with Tolono Unity and lose their first game of the season. Then, Calvary pushes East Peoria to the absolute last possible second. Forcing overtime and almost winning it. An impressive showing from Calvary again. Speaking of quality 1A teams, nobody, nobody, nobody wants to play the Saints. Final game of the night. On Wednesday for me, Williamsville. Second time I've gotten to see them, and man, do they have the pieces to be special. It's not quite all there yet because they let a 19-point lead evaporate to a one-possession game. 
but they have it all. Jake Seaman, Jacob Finley, Braden Sailing, Ty Beck, just to name a few. Sam McCoy, man, there's a lot, lot there. The Bullets are playing East Peoria in a semifinal on Thursday night. Also coming Thursday on Channel 1450, some wrestling highlights, which we will talk about shortly. Then, also the Collinsville quarterfinals on Thursday morning. Bobby will be there for Lincoln and MacArthur, both looking to meet in the semifinal on Thursday evening. SHG and U-High playing in the semifinals at the State Farm Classic. SHG in the large school, U-High in the small school. Also Thursday, the Lincoln girls playing for a title in Dixon. We can't get there, but they're still undefeated and absolutely destroying teams. So take note. We will also have highlights from Riverton, where the Blue Jays will play DMAC for the title on the girls' side in the Hawk Center. So some titles coming Friday, possibly. We don't know who yet. We don't know exactly where we'll be yet. But stay tuned on the website. Next week, we jump into Tuesday's schedule. SHG at Glenwood, girls and boys for the Mega. Springfield at Rochester Girls. Southeast at MacArthur Boys. And St. Joseph Ogden and Taipans come to Williamsville to take on the Bullets on Tuesday. Next Thursday, some sneaky good matchups as well. Williamsville at North Mac Boys. Mount Pulaski at Athens Girls. And Lincoln at Plains Girls. And not to look too far ahead... But the highly anticipated matchup with MacArthur coming to SHG is Friday, January 6th. Anyway, that's enough rambling. Let's talk about this week. I've got two guests for the first time, I think, on the podcast. It's Porter's Jeff Hill and Auburn's Matt Graham, and we are talking about the big wrestling tournament coming to Springfield this week. Let's get into it. All right, it's a busy week of not only holiday hoops, but the massive wrestling tournament going on right here in Springfield. I'm joined by Matt Graham and, and Jeff Hill to talk about the event. Um, this is the seventh? Year six. Six. Year six of Abe's Rumble. Um, so let's go back to the beginning. How did this idea start and how did you guys kind of come up with this? Well, it started, uh, we went to a tournament before this that started. Um, it was a New Year's challenge. And it started at the U of I and then it got switched out of the U of I and to a high school gymnasium, part U of I, part high school gymnasium. And, um, heard a lot of complaints from from various people uh, that are actually here in the event and Jeff and I kind of looked at each other after doing that what for three or four years mm-hmm. we were in that tournament and said we can do this so I made a phone call to Brian Oaks who was the general manager here at the time and told him we'd be interested and it just so happened that there used to be a Baptist church convention I think was here and they had vacated the building and I said put us down so that's how it started and it's just grown from there we started with 42 teams and now we're at 60 when he when you guys come up with this idea um, I mean obviously you guys know what it takes to put on a wrestling tournament but did you think Jeff that it would get to this point or to be this big you know we always had that vision and uh, Matt and I have both run a lot of tournaments over the years and so you know the biggest thing I think was just the sheer Expense. We weren't sure if gate and entry fees were going to cover the, you know, running this facility and and paying the officials. So that first year or two, you know, we were we were uh, holding our breath a little bit. But then, you know, we kind of had a proof of concept and uh, it's just taken off. We have a you know a waiting list of ten teams or, or more, and we have people call us all the time. Got any got any openings? Got any openings? So. What does it mean for you guys to be able to say, hey, we're doing this tournament right here 
in the Springfield area for not only our wrestling community, but the entire state of Illinois to say this is the biggest in the nation. Yeah, well, I mean, like you said, that's a, that's been a goal of ours. Uh, you know, our, our number one goal was to run an efficient tournament. Yeah. Uh, to run one that, you know, no one else has done uh, and to run it well. It takes a lot of volunteers. It takes a lot of, lot of help. Uh, Jeff and I will start planning the next event the day after this event for next year, uh, getting stuff lined out. So, you know, we want to run a quality event. We want quality competition to come here. Um, you know, we want to try to get as many full teams as possible. Uh, we want this dual meet tournament to emulate uh, like a state tournament type of atmosphere, uh, the dual meet state tournament. That's kind of was our vision as well, is to make it that. And I think we've done that. I think we've surpassed that, actually, um, just with the, the competition that's here. I mean, if you look, the 11 of the top 15 teams that are ranked in Class A right now will be here this weekend. I mean, that's the environment that we want. Year six this year, what has been the easiest part compared to year one or year two in this year? Well, we're getting smarter, getting more help. Uh, and, you know, both our teams are here. You know, we have 20, 20 high school kids helping us set up and, and get mats moved around and, and just uh, realizing more of our resources. The, uh, you know, Downtown Inc., or, uh, the mm -hmm. business association's been helping us, and every year they, they uh, step up a little bit more. Uh, they see the value, you know, we're sell selling out, you know, the hotel next door and a couple others in town and uh, obviously all these people go and eat in town. So just the economic boom for two or three days of wrestling people being here is great for Springfield. And I also think it helps out, you know, with the, we got some sponsorships. Uh, people have jumped on board to partnership with us. You know, MJ Kellner's helped us out with the hospitality stuff. So we're not, you know, we're not having to travel around to get that kind of stuff. You know, we've got... The, the National Guard helps us with the wrestling mats and, and some funding with that. Um, you know, what, we got downtown Springfield, Inc. that's helped us. We've got, uh, like, the Laborers Union is coming in, the Bricklayers Labor Union is coming in. So, I mean, we've got more and more people to jump on board to help us out to publicize, you know, their businesses and promote their business models as well as what we're doing. I want to dig a little deeper into, you know, downtown Inc. and just having this event right here in Springfield. Um, because maybe people don't quite understand when you say 60 teams are coming here what is that overall impact how many people are we talking because in terms of not only wrestling teams but all their families are here for a couple of days to, to kind of enjoy this event well I mean the Abraham Lincoln Hotel is sold out I mean and and we we also partnered with the Spring Hill Suites out by um, Shields and it's sold out um, there's thousands upon thousands of people that will be here that converge I mean if you think about it it, it, it if each team had you know, 15 to 20 kids times 60 times four coaches times, you know, four family members that come. I mean, you've got a lot of people that are converging in one area at a time where there was nothing. I mean, if, if you know, that, that convention left and there, there was a void, we filled that void and now we're filling up hotel rooms. Now we're creating business for downtown Springfield. And uh, they saw a value in that. And Paul Ananachi jumped on board with us uh, from the get-go with this and we brought in uh, an economic impact to uh, downtown Springfield that was positive during a, a dead time. The last three days have been all basketball, basketball, basketball. Um, what is the type of quality wrestling you're going to see here on Thursday and Friday for, for maybe people who 
you know, are just interested in wrestling overall, or maybe don't know what they what to expect when, if they were to come here. You're gonna see you're gonna see the gamut ran here. I think uh, you'll see the gamut of there's some teams that have some beginning wrestlers. Uh, Jeff and I both included. Uh, we have some first year guys that are in our lineup, uh, and you're gonna see state ranked kids. Uh, you're going to see state-ranked teams, and you're going to see teams that you know have may have been uh, have done well in the past, but are having that down year, having that off year. You're going to see that. So, as the tournament gets going uh, out of pool play, that's when the fun starts and the matchups start to happen, and that um, dual meet atmosphere starts to take place uh, at the state tournament type level, where you're getting. You're getting that head-to-head competition of teams that you know are high-ranked teams that are going to square off, and you could possibly see them later on down the road. And what is that experience like for not only your teams, but I mean the teams around here to say, not only do we get to see everybody in the state, but we get to compete against that at this point in the season. You know, it's it's huge because uh, re- the regionals and the, the regionals and the sectionals just came out, and uh, so we kind of know who's who's uh, in our area and what what uh, teams may qualify for state. And for us to have the opportunity to see somebody from as far north as Riverdale in Oregon and as far south, you know, farthest tip from the, uh, you know, state of Illinois, it's, uh, it's huge to be able to see every wrestler in the state that we need to see. Because, I mean, postseason's still a little over a month away, but at this point in the year you kind of know what you have. So to compete in a tournament like this, um, what does it do for your team and, and Matt's team? It's a it's a wake up call for a lot of my younger kids. They haven't they've never been here, uh, and they've not been through this, and they really don't get the dual meet concept yeah. right now. And for us to move people around and up and back and forth and uh, figure out how to just win a dual meet the, the correct way, um, it's going to be an eye opening experience for them. And I don't want them to go through this because if if the first time we have an important dual meet is at the end of the year, we're in trouble. So we want to have as many important dual meets as we can. Um, maybe for those people who don't quite understand um, wrestling in, in terms of you know the, the ins and outs of it, what is the difference between a dual meet and what they might see on a different night yeah. or a different tournament? Um, you know, an individual tournament, like if a kid gets first place, they get 16 points for the team. In a dual meet, there's 14 weight classes, and everybody, whether you're the 106 pounder or the heavyweight, that match means exactly the same for that team. So that's why wrestling is so unique, is because I can be the smallest guy on the team and be just as important as the 275 pounder on that team. There's not a lot of sports like that. Uh, you know, football, if you're 250 pounds and, and you're going to go hit a 106 pounder, it's probably not going to be a good inning. Um, so, you know, Rustin's very unique in that aspect. And I think the, the, the fun part kicks in when the strategy kicks in, um, when he's talking about, you know, you can strategize your lineup, you can, you can move guys around if you have enough guys. Like Jeff and I are fortunate this year, you know, we've got, both got 26, 28 kids on our team. So we have the flexibility to be able to move uh, guys around for different matchups. Uh, and you're trying to get points and you're trying to shave some points off of guys that you may know that are outclassed, but at least they're not giving up six, maybe only give up three or four. So that's where the strategy comes in. That's the part I think that him and I really enjoy. That's when you see him and I go head to head in our competitions. Uh, that's what we do. We're strategizing. I, we got two kids per weight and I'm not going to tell you who's going to go out there until they go check in at the table. Um, 
So team-wise, it's a team duel tournament, so you want your team to win. Um, but for those who maybe just recognize a certain wrestler or a certain name, you both have you both have state-ranked wrestlers who are expected to at least get to the podium. What? Um, how can people come and see them? Like what? If if that's what you're looking for is okay, I want to come see Joey or I want to come see Braden. Um, what what would be the best way to, to kind of strategize coming to see those guys when you don't exactly know pool play wise or once we get into you know the tournament aspect? Well, we have like for instance, Porta wrestles at nine o'clock and will wrestle four times between nine and twelve, twelve thirty. So if you wanted to come and catch one individual or a, a neighbor or a friend or something, you, you would be able to see them four or five times in that uh, short amount of period. And also what we've done is is we've tried to make this as fan-friendly as possible. So the program this year, I think we made 500, Jeff made 500 programs the other day. Um, and what I did was uh, we have a map of where all the schools, the state of Illinois and where all the schools are from. And then we put the schools, we put their finish from last year. And then every school underneath of it has every ranked kid so every school ranking is on there, and then every kid that is ranked is on there. So that way fans can look at the pools and go, oh, I want to catch this match between this ranked kid and that ranked kid, or vice versa. And then as the tournament goes on, then you can refer back to that, look at that team, look at this team, and look at some ranked matchups that way. So we did that for fan friendliness. We did that for college coaches um, and just the overall wrestling person. What does an event like this do for Springfield area wrestling? As far as just promoting excitement it? level, promoting it, um, young kids maybe you know don't know about wrestling, or parents are like, hey, you know, I don't know if I want my kid to wrestle. I know my little kids' coaches. Uh, that's K through five. You know, they, they come up and uh, volunteer to work, and then they bring their kids. They sell the fifty-fifty tickets for us and everything, and they're excited because they see the the facility. It's a beautiful facility for wrestling. They see all the mats, and they see their high school, you know, hero that they've been watching you know, in our high school gym uh, compete at, on a bigger stage. And so you can see the stars in their eyes. Well, and I can speak from a personal experience with my own son. When he was in the kids' club was when we first started this. You know, he was in junior high. And actually all these kids were in junior high at that point in time. And they talk about the, you know, the team that, that I had that made the run and watched them come up here and, and wrestle and remember those kids wrestling. And they remember running around here, and now they're doing that. And I reminded our guys this week is like, now is your turn. This is this is your time, um, from when we first started this to where we're at now in year six. You know, you guys get to do this. So, you know, we just want to promote the sport, promote the sport of wrestling. And you know, again, there's there's the tournament side of things, and then there's the dual meet side of things. And this is more geared towards the dual meet side of things. But you got sixty of them going on in one location, which is awesome. Speaking from my experience since I've been at Channel 1450, I mean, we, we always go to the state tournament and usually have at least one or two guys in the Grand March, and then we usually have at least one team compete at the Team Duel State. Um, last year, we not only get two state champions, but we have multiple guys on the podium. Um, we also have more teams going to Team State. Um, where is the where is wrestling at in terms of Central Illinois? Because um, this is a 1A tournament, so, I mean, Glenwood excluded, but still still there. Where is wrestling at for you guys, and where do you see it kind of going, trending? I think wrestling is trending upwards. Um, every tournament that we've been in this year, uh, I think wrestling has, has trended upwards. Uh, the numbers are up everywhere pre-COVID or post-COVID. Um, during, during that time, we lost a lot of guys. I, but my numbers are up, Jeff's numbers are up, and a lot of guys that we're seeing – 
uh, just with the numbers of people that are coming here, the numbers are up. Um, and around the area, the numbers are up. So there's more and more kids participating. And then you factor in the, the rise of girls wrestling, and that's just exploding. You're seeing tournaments all over the state of Illinois with 200, 250 girls participating, and that's just going to expand our sport to another whole level. Um, let's get to the details real quick. Um, it starts Thursday, ends Friday. What's How can people come? Obviously, it's at the BOS Center, but um, what do they need to know about you know different pools and prices and all that? Yep. Uh, the pool play is on Thursday. We have uh, our first pool of 30 teams will run, um, and it goes it starts at 9, and it will go until 2 o'clock. Uh, admission, a two-day pass is $30. A single-day pass is $20. Um, I believe it's $10 for a high school kid to get in uh, per day, or uh, they can have a pass. Um, the second session on day number two or day number one starts at 2 o'clock or right there around 2 o'clock, yeah. um, and it will go until 7 and then we have one round of the tournament that will run that night. So depending on how you finish in your pool play will depend on where you go within the tournament itself. Right. Um, the goal is to get to the championship, so the 32-team tournament, and then we'll have a gold bracket, a silver bracket, a bronze bracket, and then a copper bracket um, for day number two. And then day number two starts at 9 a.m., and we'll run straight through until we're finished. And when you say that... In, in the past um, past couple of years, it's it's ran smoothly. I mean, at least the first day I know for sure. But um, Friday, if people, you know, you say it starts at nine, people want to come and see the really <laughs> the really good ones. Um, a guess on what time? Like in the afternoon, probably late yeah. afternoon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they want to see some, I mean, there's there's going to be good duels that happen on right. on uh, Thursday morning. Uh, Friday is quarterfinal semifinals matches will be happening on Friday probably around noon um, with some really good duels that are going to be happening that's going to be a good time um, but there's going to be good matches that are happening throughout there's all there's tons of state ranked kids that are going to be here individual matchups that are going to be here so if you're a true wrestling fan um, you know we're doing this on track wrestling so anybody that's a wrestling fan can get on track wrestling and all the pools will be live uh, tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. So all that stuff will be there for people to be able to see. So just follow track wrestling under Abe Rumble, and they should be good to go. For you guys to run this, I know how competitive you both are. Do you have any side bets on whose team finishes higher in this tournament? or? Because uh, I know at this point in the year, he's gotten you a couple times. So no, he's got the... me once, okay. one time okay. in a tournament. In, okay. Yeah, and he got me. A, he got me in his tournament, which okay. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> but, but yeah, he got me one time in a duel, and I, I screwed that up. I'll admit it on air <laughs> that I messed that up. If, if, if it wasn't a coaching flaw, uh, we would have had him. But he got me. So right now he's in the lead for the conference. So uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll put a side a side wager of something. Uh, for who's going to place higher than this? But it's definitely a, it's definitely a goal of ours. It's definitely a goal of ours to both make make it. You know, we we want to be in the semifinals. I think we both have have uh, have the talent to be, you know, that top caliber team to finish somewhere. You know, in I would say in the top ten. Yep, I'm excited for it. And uh, Matt mentioned our conference is the first year of the Sangamo Conference will have a wrestling championship. So. Um, you know, we're excited about that, and uh, it's always nice beating Matt. <laughs> the uh, it's a one A tournament, so you guys, Auburn and Porta, are obviously the two major teams around here. But 
Um, SHG is also involved. I think yep. that's the old, that's the other local team. But I mean, Beardstown, Litchfield, Hillsboro, Carlinville, all those yep. teams will be here. So uh, yeah, make sure you come down and, and enjoy some great wrestling this weekend. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Thanks, Derek. Thanks. A big thank you to Matt and Jeff for their time. They are absolutely very busy this week and had a ton to do on Wednesday as we recorded the podcast right there in the BOS Center with the setup going on. But looking forward to a great wrestling tournament. Both great guys, and they have great teams. It's going to be fun to watch both of those teams this wrestling season for the next few weeks. That's it for the podcast. I almost didn't record this one this week, but I hope you guys actually listen and enjoy it. It educates, it entertains, and I hope you appreciate it. Happy New Year to everyone. I'll see you next week. Thank you.